Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another amazing guest episode. I say that about all of them, don't I? Because they really are. I love these guest series. They're so special. And guys, I'm so mindful with who I bring on to the podcast. You know, this is my protected space. This is something that I really don't take lightly with who I bring on. These are folks either that I have personally worked with or folks that I have really connected with and are aligned with the kind of work and energy and vibe and and container and connection that I choose to bring um, into my life. And I'm very selective with this. And so today I just want you to know that about all my guest episodes, I'm very mindful with who I bring on and all to serve you. You know, when I started this podcast, it was all about bringing longer form content, resources, connection, and storytelling, and and just that connection piece and the resourcing was so important to me to um, talk about all of these things connected to spirituality, self-help, you know, your healing journey and all that. So today, and my next in my guest series is Risa Cisco. Risa um, is on today's episode. She is a she used to be an occupational therapist who now is an entrepreneur, and she supports um, people that um, are. She's a business mentor for many folks. Um, but that with our the way that we talk about the episode today, this could be applicable to whether you have your own business or not. So just know that for sure. Um, but Risa is incredible to help people work through their blocks by regulating their nervous system. So that's what today's episode is all about. It's regulation and the nervous system and how it's foundational so much to the um, spiritual work you're doing the work uh, with your partner, your relationships, sex, communication, we cover it all. We're bridging the gap between the nervous system regulation with yourself and your partner in communication, your relationships, deep connection with yourself and spirituality even, and how that makes a difference and how you approach spirituality. We talk about um, so many tools in this episode. You are going to love it. Risa gives some incredible tips. She talks about her unique color system, using colors to identify your own nervous system and get to know it. And you can even start communicating that with your partner, your family. You can start teaching it to your children. Um, once you have an understanding of it for yourself and she explains it so beautifully and gives you some um, tips, even sensory wise of, um, to create tools for your toolbox. You have to know which nervous system state you're in and which tools connect to which state in order to use them effectively to regulate the nervous system. And Risa talks about this so skillfully, so groundedly in like a really simple way. She even mentioned, you know, this is something that you can do with young children and explaining the color system, explaining the tools and um, and, and when to use those tools and how are so important. Something that Risa dropped in that was just a nugget of knowledge from this episode, and you're going to love it. She said, you make sense. Your body and your nervous system is responding to help you. And in order for you to work together with yourself, that's why this work is so important to Risa and myself. And so enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Everything um, to find uh, Risa and more of her work and to join or um, be involved in anything that she discusses in the episode is in the show notes. Let me know how you guys like this episode. Drop into my DMs, Risa's DMs, and let us know. Enjoy. Me too. Okay. Hello, Risa. Welcome to the podcast, your spiritual BFF. I'm so glad that you're here. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in the world and yeah, let's get these people introduced to you and your work. 
Yeah. Oh, first off, thank you so much, Hannah. I am so excited to be here and excited to connect with your audience. So yeah, a little bit about me. My my journey, really, I can kind of pinpoint one moment back in my childhood where it all started. So my mom had cancer when I was nine years old and you know, thankfully she's, she's fine, but I, I didn't realize until 20 years later how much that impacted everything about who I was, my personality, my triggers. And I've been on a, basically a 20 year journey of really just answering the question of who am I? And yeah, this last eight months has really been me digging into that question and really going deep into healing my nervous system, understanding what my triggers are, why they trigger me, doing a lot of healing work around that, um, really digging into communication and how I, where I was doing great and where I wasn't, um, sex, how to have really terrific sex. That has been a huge goal this last little bit. And, you know, really kind of for me, it was recovering from burnout. I was an occupational therapist for five years and I absolutely loved it every second of it. And then I had that nudge to start a business and I made the leap. And then I quickly realized that all of my triggers were being triggered every single day. And I was just in that constant fight or flight, freeze, shut down all of those states. And it was like, I, this isn't sustainable. So I really had to go back to myself, go answer the question of who am I really reconnect with myself. And now I started a whole new business that I absolutely love and lights me up every single day because I, I found the answers to those questions. Oh, that is so beautiful. And Risa, I didn't know that bit about your journey and like what a pivotal piece of your childhood and seeing your mom go through cancer treatment, it sounds like, and and the struggles that come along with that, with a family moving through that with mom at the helm and, and mom going through that. I'm sure this is, I do a lot of this work with inner child work with folks and it's so connected to the nervous system work too. So I did know that about your story. That's so incredible. And that that is where you're at in your life, like reflecting back on realizing like how pivotal that was and how it really probably attuned your nervous system. I know like this is all, you know, your language and your realm of things and how, um, you started your business and, and moving towards this, but I have so many questions about that. I know we're going to talk about relationship things, sex things, communication things, but this sounds like you really started working on that relationship with yourself and recognizing how important all that your past experiences were to lead you to where you are today. And like you said, your triggers, did that come out mainly when you started your business? I I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I think most people don't realize when starting a business, it is the deepest level of personal development you will ever do. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. And it's so interesting because for me, as an occupational therapist, I'm an expert in the nervous system, the sensory system. I taught it every day for five plus years, and yet I never applied it to myself. Ooh. You know, I had all this information, I had all this knowledge, and this is, I think, a great point is you can have all of the knowledge, but if you don't apply it or embody it, it, it becomes just noise in the background. A hundred percent. I think that's what a lot of people that listen to podcasts or reading the books, 
like to know and logically know and have the information is one thing, but the application of it. And just through our like brief conversations, Risa, before recording today, like you have like, you've just given me some awesome like tools and things. And we're going to make sure that the audience has some of these things. Like you're really good at skillfully and simply like bringing these things to like simple terms, applicable, like daily life things. And I think you're so good at that. It's like a big zone of genius for you. Just, just, just as an aside, but I know a lot of, as you're speaking about the nervous system, how that's really foundational. A lot of the folks that are listeners of this podcast are on a spiritual journey. They're Mm -hmm. on a journey of healing. And, um, I always, I always say that as well as like when we step into spiritual spirituality, the healing stuff tends to come up. Our triggers tend to come up and then same with entrepreneurship, um, same with becoming a parent, like all these things, like these larger things that you're stepping into often trigger all of this stuff. So can you talk to us a little bit about why like the nervous system work and regulation pieces and awarenesses and all of that is so foundational? Yeah. So when we're talking about our nervous system, we have to understand that every thought feeling, reaction, action, behavior that we have ever had starts in our nervous system. And what I love to say about the nervous system, and I know I'm biased, but it is the most beautiful system on this entire planet because it is the only form of unconditional love in this world. Our body loves us so much that it doesn't want us to feel pain. And How beautiful is that? And it is protecting us every second of every single day. And when we start to understand that, we then can start to see, is our nervous system blocking us or is it protecting us? Because there's a huge distinction. And sometimes we need that protection. You know, if you're walking home late at night and the like arms on your, like, you know, little hair on your arms stand up, that's a sign of like, hey, I need to be really alert. There's maybe something here that could harm me. And we get ready to like run, fight, whatever we need to do as protection. But what happens when we have those same responses, when we need to have a hard conversation with a partner or a client, or we want to have, make more money and that doesn't feel safe. So this is where the nervous system becomes, we get to start helping it understand, hey, hey, I see you. I see you loving me so much and thank you. Thank you for loving me, but right now you're actually blocking me from getting my dreams. So how can I, how can we work together to take that step forward in the direction that we need to go? Ooh, what you just said there is what I wish I had heard 10 years ago when I'd started, especially into spirituality, Mm. um, manifestation work, setting Mm -hmm. goals, all of these things. I knowing what I know now about the nervous system and just how you perfectly like put words to that and like really showing us like why it's foundational. Like I got into spirituality. I think a lot of people do manifestation, energy stuff. Um, and also like mindset work, the yep. mindset work of it all. It's like, Oh, it's your thoughts. It's your thoughts. It's your thoughts. But when you, as you said, it's actually the nervous system first and foremost. Yeah. Cause if you change your nervous system, you change your thoughts. And this is, this is the part. And again, this is something I wish I would have known 10 years ago is I had done so much mindset work and I was like, why am I not really seeing change? And you know, what we, what we know is that the mindset is 20%, 80% is the nervous system. 
So it would be like the equivalent if, um, so I used to be a health and fitness coach. So if I had a client come to me, it was like, Hey, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, amazing. Let's do this. We're going to like, we're going to get you to your goals, but I'm only going to give you 20% of the plan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to drink water and, you know, get your steps in and get seven hours of sleep. That's all I'm going to tell you. You know, would you make progress? Yeah, probably a little bit. You would see some changes, but then you're missing out on the 80% of the real change. Because again, when you can learn to, I don't want to say control, when you learn to work with your nervous system, because you're in that state of calm, that's when you can change your thoughts and then you can get a hundred percent. Yes. And something you just said too, about that reminds me of the way you put it of like our nervous system is like the, the most incredible system and it's full of unconditional love. When you said that, Teresa, I am like, Oh my gosh. And right. Like I'm not, it's not me against me. I think so many people struggle with that internal Mm. battle of being like, um, my own worst enemy. It's me against me. I'm, I'm trying to tame my thoughts or tame my ego and all these things. Like, what if we learn through this perspective, through this lens of like to work with ourselves and with our bodies. And like you, you said something where you said, thank you. They like telling your body, your nervous system, thank you. And also like, maybe that's not in alignment with me and my new goals. And maybe it's not required now in this point of my life. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think if, if you don't take anything else away from today's conversation is you make sense. Everything about you, every, every time in I, and I've been there, you say something, you do something and you're like, why, why that's not me. Understand your body was responding in that way because it was trying to protect you from, from something that it thought could cause you harm. Cause we don't, our body doesn't understand the difference between us being chased by a bear and a work deadline. Mm-hmm. It responds the same way. So when, yeah, I think when we do start seeing it from that perspective, then it's like, oh, we're, we're no longer on opposite teams. We're on the same team and I get to be the head coach. I'm running the plays. I'm running the shots, you know, and my nervous system gets to support what I'm doing. And yeah, I think that was a huge switch for me Hmm. understanding that because now when I have anxiety, fear, doubt, imposter syndrome, all of those things that are totally normal when they come up, the first thing I do is like, Hey, I see you. And I'm so thankful that you're here trying to protect me from something. Thank you. Now, now we get to work together of like, you know what? That was an old story. That was an old belief. And it's not about getting rid of it. Cause we, as you know, with inner childhood traumas and those things, they stay with us. It's how can I show you that you're safe right now? Cause once that old piece of us feels safe, we can move forward. That's and right. How, how beautiful. Is beautiful. That? And then we're like coming from this. Is what I tell people with inner child work, we're coming from our mature adult centered, like loving self. And we're coming through from like a higher self perspective instead of from old wounding or own past or own imprintation of like what happened to us way back when and how the nervous system is responding in this moment. And I think that probably happens a lot in people's like interpersonal relationships. So I'd love for you to touch on that piece. I know we're going to get into that with like our, our connection with ourself and how that shows up in our partnerships and our communication with our partners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relationships are, they're tricky. Even on a good day, they can be really tricky, but then when we have old 
wounds, stories, limiting beliefs that come up. This is why you could be in the most amazing relationship, the most like amazing partner. But if you have wounds around being abandoned, you're going to be constantly looking for evidence of them leaving you. Mm. Your body's trying to like convince you that like, Hey, you're right. And so it's going to look for little things, or if it doesn't find things, oftentimes we create those things Ooh, because you don't feel safe. Ooh. So this is where, and, and here's what I love about the nervous system is because once you understand your nervous system, you start to understand everyone else's nervous system around you. So, and I'll use me and my husband as, as an example is there would be times uh, here. I'll actually have a very specific example. I really struggled with asking for what I want, what I need. And this actually goes back to when my mom had cancer, because it was like, I was putting everyone else above myself, which I think is a really common thing for most people Mm -hmm. is especially as women, we like to be, we're like a hundredth on the list of priorities in our life. But there was a commercial that was on TV. I can't even remember what the commercial was at this point, but I was like, oh, I want that. And he went, oh, that looks kind of silly. My whole system shut down. I was like, I couldn't think I couldn't talk. I couldn't tell him why I was upset. I was just like immobile. I couldn't like move. And then he's going like, Hey, what's wrong? What's going on? Like, what did I say? What, like, what, what just happened? And what I recognized in that moment is like, Oh, my body's protecting me from something. And when I was in that moment, it's like, Oh, it was actually protecting me because I said, I, I wanted something and it wasn't received. And so that wound just got pushed on. And so my body went, Hey, in your past, the last time this happened, what we did was we shut down. That was the pattern that we knew. So we're going to shut you down again, even though it's, they're not the same. My body responded the same. Ooh. And so then I was like, Oh, Oh, thank you. Okay. I see that. I see that you, you were just trying to protect me from pain of me not getting what I wanted. Yeah. So thank you for that. And then it was, well, I took some steps to regulate my nervous system to feel safe. And then I was able to communicate with my husband of like, hey, for me, actually, when I say I want or I need something, I need you to really pay attention. And what I need from you is I need you to validate what I just said. Now, if you don't agree with it, or if you do think it's silly, ridiculous that I don't need a, you know, fancy schmancy Roomba at this point in my life, whatever it may be is then you can say, Hey, you know, maybe not right now, but you know, thanks for sharing that with me. So it was me figuring out my nervous system, why it was responding the way it was, and then being able to communicate that to another person. So that way they can tune in to, to what I'm experiencing and like, Hey, that's a trigger for me. So here's how we can work through that together. Because again, it's, we can't, if we're trying to work on opposite sides, oh, they don't like me or they're working against me. It's like, no, we're on the same team. When you're in a relationship, whether that's a friendship, a working relationship, a partner is you're on the same team. So it's how can you, how can you help each other? Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say too, then is like, you were understanding your nervous system first. You weren't expecting him to just like, no. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, that's so often the case is we want everyone to be a mind reader and more often than not, we don't even know our own mind. That's right. Because here the, like this, it breaks my heart because we're not taught this. 
No one teaches us this growing up of how is our body responding? Why is it doing the things that it's doing? And once we start to understand that, it's no longer this scary thing. It's like when you get anxiety or, or feeling depressed, it's no longer scary. It's like, oh, I understand why. And I understand that I make sense. And because of that, then I can take the steps to work through it. But if we can't identify, oftentimes it feels so overwhelming of like, is this ever going to end? Is this just how it is? Am I always going to be like this? When no, it doesn't have to be like this. No, it doesn't have to be. And when you get to know your nervous system and understand your triggers and understand like what's underneath it, that's what I'm hearing you say too. It's like understanding what's underneath it beyond the initial like reaction, which was like to shut down. I think mine and some of like the women I work with, um, depending, I guess the kind of household maybe you grew up in, which is like to maybe then get defensive. Like that was one of my really common ones. Yeah. I'm in, I'm feeling invalidated. I need to get really defensive in order to protect some kind of vulnerability or wound within me that's being triggered right now by my husband. <laughs> yeah. Going into fight or flight. Yeah. So common. Ooh. Actually, um, this, I have like a 99.9% success rate on this is when I'm working with a client, I almost always get either a text message, a voice memo within the next one to two days of, I was in the middle of an argument with my partner and I recognized that I went into this state and my partner went into this state and I was able to take a step back and either de-escalate the situation or pause and say, Hey, I, I recognize that my body right now is not in a state to have this conversation. And they were able to step back, use the tools that we had, you know, worked through with them, calm down. And then they were actually able to come back and have a really productive conversation. I mean, come on, come on. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Because yeah, I had one client. She's like, she recognized for her, she went into defense and she's like, I wanted to attack. I wanted to tell him all the reasons that he was wrong. Yes. And he went into shutdown. So he was like, I don't care whatever. He was so disconnected from that conversation, which then created her to be like more like, no, I, I need you to know why I'm right. Oh yeah. And they, they were on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. And you can imagine that probably wasn't a great conversation, but when you can get back into that, that calm regulated state and then have that conversation, it's no big deal. You can, you can work through it. That's why like for me and my husband, we've been together almost 13 years and we have never had a fight. Oh, tell me more. Say more about that. Yeah. So I don't think this was not, this is not, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, that was just like a skill they were born with. This was practice. practice but I yeah. think the, the key to this is we understand each other's nervous system states, even before we actually had words to put to this. Oh. is I could walk in and be like, Ooh, he's really mad and upset. This is not the time to tell him that, you know, the socks that he left on the floor really needed to go in the hamper. That was not the time to have that conversation. And a lot of times too, is, you know, when we had things that maybe we disagreed on or weren't quite on the same page is we, we learn to like regulate our, our systems. So we would always, our best conversations happen on a walk on a hike when we're moving. Yeah. So we were using those tools. So for both of us to be in that calm state, so then we could work through it, compromise, you know, figure out what we needed to do to get onto the same page. But it, it really comes down to nervous system. So, you know, and I know we're going to talk about the color system I have here, but 
I can tell my, my husband a color and he knows, do not ask me questions, hug me. So we have little, we have little, you know, ways and codes that we can use for each other. And I can tell if he's really mad and upset, I'm not going to try and like calm him down. I'm going to like get him to go for a walk. It's like, come on, we're going for a walk. So help him regulate his nervous system. And then we can process because too often we try and process in the moment when we're dysregulated, when we're in anxiety, fear, you know, overwhelm, we try and process what we're feeling. And that is not the time to do it. We need to become aware of it, identify it, regulate. Once we're back to being calm, then we can process what the emotion was, why it came up, why we were triggered. But if you try and do that in the moment, again, our brain is not thinking clearly. The blood flow has changed. Um, This is why you were probably in a conversation, you know, with someone three years ago. And then, you know, three years later, you go, I have the best comeback. Oh, I need to call them up and let them know. Like I, I got it. Like a little zinger, right? Is because in the moment you're like, why didn't I think of that? Because your brain wasn't even thinking. Because again, if you're running from a bear, you don't care about doing complex like math equations in your head. You don't care totally. that you just, you know, ate breakfast. It's like I'm trying to keep you alive right now, and that's what yeah. our nervous system is. How can we keep you alive? Yes. Okay. You brought up the color system. Let's, let's chat about that. That's something you dropped some amazing wisdom on just like shared your system. And I think in order to share the system and I've, I've talked about nervous system stuff on the podcast here, but just as like a recap of what those nervous system states look like, if you could do that for us and then explain your color system, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I'll kind of do it all in one. So what I created was the emotional regulation triangle. And so everything you need to know about your nervous system can be done in five colors. So green, red, yellow, blue, and purple. So green, this is when everything is flowing. Everything is easy. This is like what I like to call vacation vibes. You are like laying in a hammock, drinking a pina colada and not a care in the world. It's what, this is when we have those like deep, great conversations with somebody. It's when we can have really deep connections with ourselves. The really great sex happens when you're in green because you are calm. You feel safe. You feel you know, safe to explore. Um, you know, this is where we all want to spend the majority of our time. And then I think most people probably have heard of fight or flight or the the sympathetic nervous system. So I actually break that into two. And this is really important. And I know we'll talk about tools later is we have to know what state we're in so we can get the right tools. So red, this is when you were angry. You were like, I feel out of control. I want to hit, I want to kick, I want to bite. I want to scream. I want to like punch the wall feelings. We've all been there that like last little thing. And it just like broke this final straw. And you're like, I've had it versus yellow. This is like anxiety, frustration, worried, nervous. Um, you know, I think a lot of us spend quite a bit of time, you know, in this state or have been in that state, at least in the past. Um, so it's, this is when you have like your heart rate increases, sweaty palms, racing thoughts. This is, it can be hard to sleep. That restless energy of like, I want to sit down and relax, but it feels like I have to keep moving. So that's yellow. Um, Then purple, this is when we're depressed. Apathy, we're disconnected. It's hard to think. It's hard to feel. It just feels like we're moving through a fog. This is often when it's like, I can't get up off the couch. Like, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. 
I just want to lay here. And then we have blue. And so blue is a mixed state. So it's a mix between yellow and purple. So it's, this is when you're like, I want to, I'm like, I'm so excited. I have this new idea and I'm going to make it happen. And you sit down to do it and nothing happens. Why? It's because we had all of that restless, nervous energy from being in yellow. And then we have the purple side going, that's too much. That's so overwhelming. I don't want you to do that. So it actually shuts our system down. So we, I like to think of this as tug of war. On one side, we have like all of that, like anxious, excited, like we're going to make this happen. And on the other side, it's like, no, we're not too much. And you're stuck in the middle. So this is often when I hear, I, I was trying to do something. I didn't get it done, but I'm exhausted because your body literally is at like war with each other. It's pushing against each other. And a lot of times it's like, I feel lazy. It's like, but you're like, I'm not a lazy person. But I, all of a sudden, I just can't seem to do this one thing. So for me, like, you know, being on social media, writing content, those kind of things, like I'm excited. I have so much I want to say. And then I sit down like at my computer and I'm like, I just stared at my screen for two hours and got nothing done. What, like what just happened? (laughs) So, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm in a state of freeze. There's no good, bad with being in these states. It's just bringing awareness. So then you can like, oh. When, if I'm staring at my computer for longer than 10 minutes, I'm like, Ooh, I'm in freeze. I need to do something here to get myself out of that state, to get me back to green, get me back to my vacation vibes. And then I can, then I can move forward. So then you know, which tools to use at that yes. point, because you know, mm-hmm. which state you're in. And would you say that when you were just describing, is that also referred to as like shutdown? Yes. So, um, purple would be shut down and then blue is freeze that kind of mixed the mix between. Yep. Got it. Okay. Cause shut down and freeze honestly feels like pretty similar to me. Sometimes that, that one feels a little bit more, I don't know. It's a little bit more gray space in there for me. Yeah. I would say, you know, shutdown is when you are like, I just can't even get up off the couch. Like going, doing just basic daily tasks feels like you are climbing a mountain. Where freeze is kind of like a mix. This is also like the procrastination. It's like you may be doing like other things, but not the thing that you actually need to be doing. Okay. So it's like you still have that energy and that like excitement, yeah. but it's not funneled into where you actually need it to be. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that more alive. I could just, mm-hmm. I could feel that that was a question I had. I'm sure if I have it, others yeah, have it. it is. It can be a little tricky because again, because it's a mixed state, you're going to feel bits of both. And so that, again, it's just getting, you know, more comfortable, like recognizing, like, what does freeze look like for me? Cause I've never met two people who it looks exactly the same for. Yeah. Everyone is different. Everyone's nervous system, our past stories, our experiences, all of that comes into play. And, you know, here's a, a great example. I had a client, she also ran a business and she's like, I had no problem looking at my business bank accounts. I can do that every day. No problem. It's like, I haven't looked at my personal bank accounts in four months because she's like, I get so much anxiety, mm. so much like anticipation. She's like, I don't sleep for days when I do. Wow. So if you look at that, it's like, well, why? What's the difference there? They're both bank accounts, same mm. exact thing. But for her, she actually had an experience with, um, you know, an ex-partner that personal money felt really unsafe. Mm. So she went into free. She's like, I know I need to, but I feel like I can't. It's like that, that deer in the headlights. Mm. I need to move. I need to get out of the way, but 
my body's telling me like, I can't, and you feel stuck. Totally. Oh my gosh. Brilliant. Okay. So then once we start like self-identifying, like which States we're in, so I could just hear, I could, I could just feel people that are like, okay, I'm going to start telling my husband, telling my partner, telling my kids, which color I'm in. It's like, actually it has to start here, right? Like let's yeah. tell ourselves, let's work with that here and then talk about tools for ourselves and then probably, you know, implement it with our family or our partners or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The nice part is again, you can start having these conversations with your kids. Yeah. I, I've taught this, you know, similar color kind of color system to some like kids as young as, you know, one and a half, two. So yeah. it's never too early to, to start including them, you know, just make it part of, part of your life, part of your family. Um, again, this is when I went into shutdown. I could tell my husband's like purple and he knew not to ask me questions because it's like, my brain isn't thinking it's harder for me to even put thoughts together, let alone communicate them. So if I can say purple, then he knows to give me a hug, give me deep pressure. That is what I need. And then once I'm calm, then I can come back and, and tell you like, here's what was going on. Here's what was happening. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the nice part is it's, you can start having these conversations, have them listen to the podcast and, you know, be like, oh, or start recognizing like, Hey, I notice when this happens, like, here's what your body does. What do you, what do you, what do you notice when this happens? Yes. I'll, I'll share with you, Risa. I started doing that with my partner. So I worked with a nervous system coach last year, really implemented this work for some things, personal things. And then I work with a nervous system therapist now, which is just a next level, incredible um, approach for ther therapeutic work. And we started doing that. And because I would say like, you know, I notice he does this and it makes me feel like this. She said, I wonder if he even notices that he's, his body's responding that way. You're noticing it and making a story about it and making it mean like it's something really unsafe. Like, I wonder if you just pointed out gently and without judgment, when this X happens, I notice your body gets tense. When I come in for a hug, maybe, and you don't expect it, you go really tense to, and, and just like state it very mm -hmm. non-judgmentally. And oh my gosh, it worked like magic. It worked like magic when I pointed out that was happening. He's like, oh, really? He didn't even notice. He didn't even mm -hmm. notice. And then he started noticing and he's like, oh, you're right. I'm not quite sure why that's happening. And immediately I could feel him like soften once he recognized what was happening yeah. in his body. It was mm -hmm. incredible. But I'm sure for you, it was, you had all these stories totally. that you had like written in your head about like yeah. what this meant. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like once you he doesn't love me, he doesn't want to hug for me. He doesn't want physical, what is this like nonsense? You know, it, yeah. it really was, but in the moment it didn't feel like nonsense. Like I, I needed to make meaning out of it because I was afraid of rejection or it felt like rejection. Right. Yeah. And then like putting it through this perspective and just like stating it again, very non-judgmentally, just making an observation. I noticed this happened. It, it changed everything. And that communication really opened up to us. And I use that now and I even feel like he's used it a few times and then I've used it to him of like, Hey, when you burst into a room, like I get really, it, you know, it makes me start instead of going into that. It's like, Ooh, I'm feeling really tense. So you burst into the room. I'm feeling tense. And just saying that out loud. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, I didn't realize I startled you or burst into the room and your nervous system had a reaction, you know, a trigger from past trauma and things like that. And to start communicating this thing has absolutely like changed our dynamic day to day. Cause especially yeah. too, cause we both work from home most of the time. So we're around each other a lot. <laughs> yep. Same, same, you know, me and my husband, we both work from home. So I love that for you guys. Like, that's so amazing that you you are able to recognize that. And then again, the, I, I don't want to say the hard part because it's just finding ways that you can communicate that feel safe. 
Yes. I feel safe. I feel safe. Yeah. And when we say safe too, I, I love talking about this because it's not like I'm ever, you know, afraid that he's going to harm me. It's like totally safe and, and, and so many, so many different deeper layers than just that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I know sometimes we often think, well, like, well, I'm not being chased by a bear. Right. No one's trying to hurt me right now. So why am I having this reaction is when we have those old wounds, our body will respond like that kind of original event, whatever we put meaning to is happening now. Yeah. Um, a good example. So I had, when I was back in the hospital, I had a client who was in a really bad car accident, hospitalized, like, which is why we were seeing them in rehab. And for her, she couldn't even drive down that same street. Again, nothing unsafe about that, about the street. It was because like her whole body just tensed up. I mean, she would just, she would literally freeze, start just bawling because her body had that stored memory. And she responded like the, the accident was happening over and over and over again when she had to drive down that street. So yeah, when we talk about safety, it's safety, creating almost safety in our past experiences. That's what we're, that's really what we mean. And then how can you feel safe now? now. So you can move forward. Ooh, that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. We've touched on communication relationships. Let's talk a little bit about sex. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So I think this probably all feeds into that. Anyways, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You're like, when you're in ventral, when you're in those vacation vibes, as you yep. called it, like that's where the good stuff happens because we were able to communicate our brains online, our bodies online. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more to that? Yeah. So, you know, just to, I know we've only known each other in the audience have met me for all of like 20 minutes, but we're going to go real deep here is, you know, you know, for me personally, I really struggled orgasms. Those that was hard <laughs> just on a, a basic level. And, you know, it's like, I always had that, like, there has to be more. Like, why is this so hard? And what I realized was because I feel so safe with my husband, it had nothing to do with that, but I didn't feel safe within myself. And once I learned, you know, again, um, you know, not good or bad, just being raised in more of a religious household, there was a lot of stories that came with sex. There's a lot of shame around sex. You know, there's a, what we see in the media every day all of that gets stored in our body. So for me, where that kind of started was learning to feel safe within myself. And then being able to communicate, like, again, this goes back to, I want this, I need this. Yes. Feeling safe to say that out loud. Mm -hmm. Because there is so much, I think we often get into this, again, the stories of, oh, they're going to think I'm weird if I ask for that, or they're going to think I'm being bossy or whatever that story is. When I think almost every single partner we're with is like, no, I, I just want you to feel good. Tell me like, literally just tell me what to do. And I would more than happy to do it now. Obviously if that's not the case, then there may be a mismatch in in partners. But again, when we are both able to get into that, that calm, safe space, that's when the deep intimacy can really happen because that's when we can be vulnerable. That's when we can relax. Because if you're sitting there thinking of like, okay, I need to do dishes. 
did I, did I switch out that load of laundry? Okay. I'm going to have to go switch out the load of laundry and, oh shoot. I forgot to respond to that email. I need to go do that right here before long, before I go to bed. Like you're not, you're not in a deep connection state. You know, again, if you're in like that fight or flight, all the to-do list, or if you're in shutdown, you're not connected or even freeze. And you're like deer in the headlights of like, someone just touched me. And sometimes, you know, depending on your past experiences, that can be very triggering and your body may literally freeze. So there's, there's so much to unwind around sex, but, and I know we've kind of chatted too, of like, when you bring in like energy work and, and then, then having like different, different types of sex that maybe aren't the, like, you know, I would say quote unquote conventional, um, is yeah. What, what does energy work look like with that? energetic orgasms, you know, that's a whole nother level, full body orgasms. Again, those don't happen if your whole body's already super tense. We have to find ways for you to feel safe within yourself. Ooh. And I can hear people saying, (laughs) I can hear people going, but like, but I do have the thousand emails and I do have the meal to make, and I do have the kids to take care and I do have the laundry. So it's like, well, question mark, like a big question mark there of like, well, how do I get to that place of safety within myself. And also like some people are like, you know, a clear mind, but we're, we know through this conversation and taking that deeper is regulating the nervous system, meeting our own needs, being in our bodies, like things like that and cultivating like safety here. Let's talk about some of those tools, especially connected to this topic. It's like, well, if I find myself going into an intimate can, you know, moment with my partner and that starts running through my mind, that probably doesn't necessarily always happen in the moment, the regulation, it's probably like building up to, or like well before, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So I kind of break regulation into three parts, what we do before, what we do during, and what we do after. Hmm. So a lot of times we all focus on what to do after, after we're upset, after we're angry, after we're frustrated, that's when we decide to take action, but it's really the 80% of it should be before and during. Ooh, okay. Because if, again, if we can identify like certain triggers, if you're like, Hey, I know this is a trigger for me, whether that's sex or in any other part of your life, then you can go, okay, what can I do before that? Yes. If like, again, opening up your bank account, if that doesn't feel safe for you, if you know that it's like, Hey, what are some couple of tools I can use to feel safe? So that way, when I do check my bank account, I I don't have as much anxiety. I have less racing thoughts. I don't make decisions out of scarcity the rest of the day. Um, You know, we know money changes how we communicate and how we show up and all of the things. So it's like, you can feel safer. Your whole day just changed. Mm. So getting into tools, I think it's important to understand when to use the tools and then how to use the tools. And this is the part that I really focus on is the sensory system. Because we know when we're trying to talk to our body, we can't be like, okay, I'm super anxious. I, I can't just say to my body, stop being anxious. <laughs> Never once in the history has that ever worked for anyone, right? Never. <laughs> Never. So how do we communicate through our sensory system? Okay. Sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, and movement. So what I would recommend, if you're listening to this, grab a piece of paper, put it in your phone, and make six categories. Sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, and movement. And quickly jot down two or three things that you like from each of those categories. Um, even better, if you do three to five things, you'll, you'll be even more set. And then next to those things, write down how do they make you feel? Do they make you feel calmer? 
Do they make you feel more engaged, more present, or do they make you feel kind of a mix of both? So um, let's take walking, for example, because I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people wrote down walking as one of their tools, is if it makes you feel calmer, then that's something that you can use in yellow. If you're in that like yellow state, is that's going to help you feel a little bit more connected to yourself. Maybe though for you like running or like working out, you're like, I feel like really energized. It gives me, you know, a little bit more feelings back into my body. Maybe when you're in like blue, you're like, I go for a run. So it's understanding and connecting those to the specific states. So I'm going to use breathing as an example, because I this is one I often see used incorrectly. Yes. If you are in red, so red, again, remember, you are like, you've had it. Your body is responding like a bear is two feet behind you, and it is about to attack. You are either going to run or you're going to fight for your life. You would never, in that moment, stop and like, I should take some deep breaths right now. And yet, yeah. how many of us have been told, when you're angry, you should deep breathe? Totally. I know I have, and it didn't work. I felt worse. And the reason is because your body's like, um, hey, dum-dum, there's yeah. a bear two feet behind you. And if you're going to slow down to try and breathe, what I'm going to do is actually increase the cortisol, increase yeah. the adrenaline to try and make you move. And this is the part is like, if you understand that, then you go, okay, instead of trying to deep breathe, I need to move my body. I need to go for a run. I need to go for a walk. I need to work out. I need to go punch that pillow is what you're actually doing is releasing all of that stored energy in your body. And that's actually going to help you calm down. I had a, a client, she's um, a great example. She's like, I got so much road rage. She's like, I'd be angry for like three hours. Oh my God. Yeah. But what she did is she's like, you know, I used to go for like a run when that happened. And then everyone told me that was like, I shouldn't do that. That's not healthy. And I was like, no, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Like your body was, was telling you exactly what it needed and you needed to listen. So now she has that. She goes and she sprints. She'll like sprint down her block and come back. And she's like, I'm, I'm back into regulation. I can go about the rest of my day. Ooh, that's so good. And that reminds me of like grunting, like, you know, like, like using our vocals and like yeah. when we're frustrated, like, oh, like having these, like, right. It reminds me yeah. of that. Like our bodies know to do these things when we're mm-hmm. frustrated. We may we maybe want to make sound or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And the reason is, so going a little deeper into the science here is our vagus nerves is what runs our nervous system. And so actually when we do humming, singing, any of those kind of things, what we're doing with our vocal cords is we're vibrating because the vagus nerve runs like right along our neck. And so when, as we're talking, it's actually vibrating that nerve. And when, uh, actually, here's a good example. If you try and like flex your bicep and then start like vibrating your arm, it's like really, really hard to keep that tense. Uh So same thing, if our vagus nerve gets like tightened, if we're in like fight or flight, you kind of think of it as like tightening of a muscle and then you sing or dance or grunt or whatever it is in that vibration, it relaxes. Ooh. So that's one way to think about That's why like singing and those kind of things are so powerful is because it's actually relaxing your vagus nerve, which is then relaxing your nervous system. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. Oh, I'm such a nerd about this stuff. I could, you could go so much deeper and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm drinking it in. But I appreciate that we're keeping this nice and simple, but just to like 
put examples to that. I could just remember and like watching little kids like get frustrated and like making noise or stomping their feet. It's like, oh my gosh, their body knows all along. Like we're mm-hmm. probably doing a lot of these things. So I love that oh. exercise you just gave to folks to like write down some of those things in those six sensory system categories mm-hmm. to, and then from there we can start plugging in like, okay, well then what are the tools and like which area, which time am I using them? Especially, oh my gosh, Risa, that deep breathing one. Oh gosh. And, and the meditation, the meditation of it all. Everybody's like, Oh, just like calm down, deep breathe, meditate that can actually do more harm than good. Right. Yeah. And depending on what state we're in. Absolutely. So for me, I only will really meditate when I'm in green. Any other time, this is when I hear like, I can't focus. My thoughts are like going everywhere. It's like, cause you're not calm yet. Meditation is so powerful, but it has to be used at the right time. Yes. As a calming tool. Mm, can it? Absolutely. For most people, especially if you're new to meditation, I don't actually recommend meditation as a regulation tool to start off. So frustrating. It can be really frustrating for people, like actually turn them off to it, you know? Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. And I was totally the same. I was like, I don't get this. I don't don't get the hype of meditation. And it wasn't until I was like, oh, I'm calm. And now, oh, okay. I get it now. Now my consciousness can actually expand and I can have a really incredible experience. Yeah. 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 So once you have that toolbox, if you wrote down three to five, you now have 18 to 25 tools that you just identified for yourself. And now, you know, again, if it makes you feel calmer, those are your yellow toolbox. If it makes you feel more engaged, more present, that's your purple toolbox. And then the, the blue is going to be the like mixed. A lot of times I find in blue is you have to have like a kind of almost like a two part or sometimes multiple part um, Mm -hmm. toolbox because you're in different states. So a lot of clients, they find that they need to do things that are kind of slowly bring them back up a little bit from being disconnected. So they use a lot of smell or sound is really powerful. And then you actually feel your anxiety increase just a little bit. And then they use their calming toolbox to bring them back into regulation. Love that. Oh, I've never heard of that, Risa. You have to like, kind of, again, there's no right or wrong here. I hear this a lot. I was like, am I doing this right? Yeah, you're doing it right. <laughs> Is you're just figuring out you, you are, you're a scientist. You had to put on your little, little scientist hat and you're running experiments. So you see, okay, how did I feel before? How did I feel during? And like, what tool did I use? And then if you feel 1% better, 1% better, it is, was successful. Yeah. And then each time you do it, then your body recognizes it. It's like, I'm um, tying your shoes. The first time you had to put so much effort, so much effort into tying your shoes and you had to practice and you had to keep doing it. And now you probably like, did I even tie my shoes this morning? Like, you're like, I don't even remember doing it because okay. it became automatic. And that's where we get to eventually with nervous system is it used to, when I really first started it, it would take me a while. It could sometimes take me five, 10 minutes to like get in. Now I have a whole bunch of, you know, different sprays on my desk. I spray it in three seconds. I smell it. I drop in. I'm good to go. Ooh. I don't really have to think about it. You know, for me, it's three seconds. Yeah. You know, if I'm between like a client call on zoom and I'm, I'm feeling a little like, Ooh, my energy's just kind of off spray, smell off I go. So tools do not have to be things that are like a bubble bath and meditation yeah. or a walk. It can be simple, simple things that can take three seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes, three hours. Yes. And you know what you need. Yes. Walking, for example. Um, If you're like, okay, I recognize that when I'm frustrated or feeling these things, 
going for a walk is so helpful for me, but you're like, what happens if you can't go for a walk? Then what do you do? Is now you're just like, okay, well, what is it about the walk? Oh, it's movement. It's slow. It's rhythmical. Our body craves predictability when we're anxious, craves it. So something that has a very rhythmical beat is going to be very calming. So you're like, okay, now that I know that, well, how can I, what are some other ways I can get in movement? Can I just stand up and walk in place? Can I tie a TheraBand to the legs of my chair and kick into that if I'm like sitting at work, but I can't get up, but I need to move? Can I get a little like um, bicycle that I can put under my desk and I can like do that? Can I get a walking pad and I can work as I'm like standing and moving, um, doing errands, cleaning up your house? All of those things are giving you movement without necessarily having to go for a walk. And again, things you can do if you have three seconds, stand up, jog in place. Yes. Or if you, if you do have time, go for the walk. Amazing. But it's once you have these tools and you understand why they work, there's millions of tools. You can make anything a tool. Yes. Like deep pressure. If I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, probably not going to have my husband give me like a huge hug or me doing some like, you know, deep pressure, like padding and like somatic tapping. But what I can do is I can squeeze really hard on the shopping cart. You know, when someone pulls out their checkbook in, in the grocery line and you're like, oh my God, like you had the whole time, the whole time to fill out your check as they were like, you know, Uh scanning your groceries and you waited until they finished to even look in your purse for it. You know, those moments when you're like, just like, oh, come on, can we just like, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm again, I can just like squeeze the heck out of my little shopping cart and I'm getting deep pressure for my body. Yes. So, so many different ways to use the sensory system and accessible and free. Like these are free, free resources, you guys, free tools. <laughs> yes, they are free. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This is so amazing. Um, Risa, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Um, yeah, tell us. And guys, whatever Risa mentions, I'll make sure to drop in the show notes. So click there, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you love this episode and maybe you want to know more, maybe about your primary nervous system state, um, you can click on the link in the show notes, or you can take the quiz on my Instagram page, regulate with Risa. And it's a quick kind of quiz and it's going to go through communication and stress, money, relationships, and it's going to match you to your primary nervous system state and then give you some really actionable steps and tools so that way you can feel a little bit calmer, a little bit more confident starting today. And then if you want to know a little bit more, like especially if you're like, okay, I love these tools. I want to know more about the tools. Um, You can check out my Instagram page, Regulate with Risa, and I share a lot of different tools and strategies of how to change your state. And then depending on when you're listening to this episode, um, on May 11th of 2023, I do have an audio summit that's going to be released, The Frequency of Abundance, um, which is going to be amazing. So um, my wait list for that is in the, my little link in my bio. And then um, we're going to be kicking off a huge masterclass series. So if you really, we're going to be doing deep dives into sex and intimacy and communication and money, decision-making, intuition. So we're going to be doing that throughout the rest of the year. So if you're interested in that, you can also get on the wait list. So many juicy resources. The quiz sounds amazing. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go take this quiz, Risa. Yeah. I think that's a good starting it, point for folks. Even, even I've done this work a lot, but I think, ooh, I kind of want to see where I'm at these days. Let's go in and check that out. 
Yeah. I think the fun part is with nervous system is there's so much to learn yeah, and yeah. we all get to learn from each other. That's right. Oh, is, you know, there's, there's just so many resources and it's like, you get to take what, what works for you yeah. and make it yours. Oh, and thank you for just bringing your wisdom, your knowledge and passing along the information that you've cultivated through your experiences and bringing them to us today. And guys, everything that Risa just mentioned is in the link in bio so, or the, the show notes rather and her link in bio and Instagram, but wherever you're at in your journey, there's something for everybody there to, to work with Risa, give her a follow, take the quiz, all the good things. But seriously, thanks for being here today and sharing everything in abundance. Like I can't wait to listen back to this episode. You know, I will be. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate yeah. you. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure to come and, and share. Yay. Awesome, Risa. Okay, guys. See you in the next episode. Bye.